Thank you, Travis. This week's Parsha is Parsha Shemos. I'm going to ask three quick questions, and then I'm going to answer that with a yesod. So the first question goes as follows. Rashi quotes us the drasha that the Medrash that the Jews were zochet to the geula of Mitzrayim because they didn't change three things. The three things they didn't change was their name, their clothing, and their language. They didn't change their names, their clothing, or their language. And the question from here is that's kind of not true nowadays or in the Tanaim's era there are a lot of gedolim a lot of great great sages from the Tanaic era from the Mishnah that actually had name changes they had names like Antigonus and Marzutra and what about Rav Papa and all these different names are names of or Alexander Rav Alexander you have all these different names of non-Jews so why are they changing their names yet in the times of the times of Mitzrayim, they weren't changing their names. It doesn't really make any sense. Why are we such bad people for doing that? Are we such Rishayim for doing that? These people are a great Talmidei Chachamim. How can we explain that? And then question number two is, there's a question, when did slavery begin? When did the Shibud actually begin? Did it begin from the death of Yosef? Did it begin from the death of Yaakov? And there's a whole machlok is which death, at, at the death of which person did the slavery occur? Now, why does it have to be attached to the death of someone? I don't understand that. Why does it have to be attached to either the death of Yaakov or the death of Yosef? What's going on there? Why can't it just be attached to when they started enslaving us, when they started making us do avodos parach? Why doesn't it start then? Then finally, the third question is, um, there's a Gemara that says that the Jews are Rahmanim by Shanim in Gomle Chasadim. We know that that's a different Chazal, that the Jews are Rahmanim by Shanim in Gomle Chasadim. Now, Rahmanim I get. You want to be a Rahman, you're a merciful person. That sounds like a really good trait to have. <coughs> you're Gomel Chassad, you're someone who helps other people with Gomel Chassad. That's a beautiful thing as well. By Shunim, they're bashful, they're shy. If I was setting you up and I said, oh, how would you describe him? And you said, oh, he's, he's, a, he's, you know, he's a bashful guy. You'd be like, what? That's, like, that's a terrible thing. Why is that something that we're, we value as one of the three core values of Judaism? By Shunim, shyness. Well, bashfulness, it doesn't seem like a positive thing. So again, the three questions are, we don't change our names, our clothing, our language, yet we see that that's just not true at all nowadays. If you look at Hasidim, actually, Hasidim dress in a garb of 18th century aristocracy. If you look at yeshivish people, the yeshivish Haredi community dresses as aristocracy or what the normal dress of the 1900s were. Then you look at us and the modern Orthodox community, okay, so we're dressing the same way everyone else dresses today. But at the end of the day, we're changing our clothing. We're changing our names. We're definitely changing our language. They speak Yiddish. They speak, we speak English. We speak Portuguese. We don't, I mean, now we speak Hebrew now that we're back in Israel, thank God. But for the most part, we've changed our names, our clothing, our language. What's going on here? How is that possible if the entire Gula was dependent on that? And it seems like totally like we've gone totally astray from that. And then question number two was, why does the slavery have to begin from the death of Yaakov or the death of Yosef? And then finally, question number three is, why are the Jews called Rahmanim, Baishanim, and Gomle Chasadim, specifically Baishanim? Why Baishanim? Bashful, it seems like a negative attitude, negative trait. Why would you want to be a Baishan? We could solve all three of these questions with one basic yisod, one basic fundamental idea that will answer all three questions. And that answer is that the Torah dictates exactly how we perceive life, how we act toward life, our attitude in life, everything about the way we direct our lives and do anything is based on Torah values and the Torah itself. Ramosha explains in a tshuva on this week's Parsha, he says, why are we able to change our names today? Why are we able to change our clothing today? Why are we able to change our language? That's because we have the Torah. 
if we didn't have the Torah, before Matan Torah, before Har Sinai, there was no specific core value, no specific core values that united the Jewish people that you could say, oh, he's a Jew, he's a non-Jew. Nowadays, we have the Torah. Because we have the Torah, it directs our lives completely. And therefore, you could see this guy's Jewish because he has these traits. He has these characteristics. And therefore, he's a Jew. But before Matan Torah, there's no difference between us and the non-Jews. We were like any non-Jews. And therefore, the only thing that distinguished us was our names, our clothing, and our language. If we changed those, we would lose our personality as a Jew. The question of why did slavery begin? by Yosef or by Yaakov, by the death of Yosef or by Yaakov, those people represented those Torah values. There's no way to understand the Torah and how to actually enact that into your life in a real tachlis-based way without real role models who know how to do that and who have learned from their Rebbeim and their Rebbeim and their Rebbeim, dating back all the way to Har Sinai. The only way to understand how to implement those Torah values into your life to create a Torah personality is through these Gidole Hador. Yosef was one of those people. Yaakov was one of those people. They were able to understand the way the Torah operates in a certain fashion that they could actually direct that into tachlis-based levels into a real-life scenario. And then the question is, is why are we Rachmanim by Shanim and Gomel Chasadim? Why by Shanim bashful? And the truth is, yeah, if you think about it, we think about being bashful, being shy. Being, it's, not, it's not a good personality trait necessarily considered in today's values. We, we, we value charisma and outgoing nature. But at the end of the day, being bashful, being shy is, is a very nice personality. It's a nice trait. It's a, it's a certain level of tzidiyas. And the Torah does dictate that. We do have a personality of being bashanim, not just rachmanim, gomle chasanim, but bashanim. That is an important Torah value. And we can't allow society to shape what those characteristics and those values are that we dictate within our own lives. I remember when Kobe Bryant died, I had a lot of friends who were literally crying as if, God forbid, their grandfather died or someone close to them died. And it is a terrible story. It is a tragic story of Kobe Bryant and his daughter dying. I'm not looking to downgrade that in any sort of way. But to the point where you are so unbelievably upset at the loss of a basketball player that you had absolutely no connection to is a very disturbing fact. To the point where you're so disturbed as if it's a sibling, God forbid, or someone someone seriously close to you that, that, that died. We have to reevaluate our value system sometimes and understand maybe basketball shouldn't be our top priority in life. Maybe these people that we cry about, do we cry when a gadol dies or do we cry when someone who really values Torah dies? And the amount that we value certain things outside of the Torah. Now, I'm not suggesting that we completely remove ourselves from Western culture. That's not what I'm suggesting at all. I, I like Western culture very much. But we, it is something we have to take into question during these partios when we're looking at the Shibun Mitzrayim and understand that maybe there is, there is a danger in the Western cultures within, within any culture outside of Torah values. The Torah isn't a feminist. The Torah isn't not a feminist. The Torah isn't, isn't Democrat. The Torah isn't Republican. The Torah just is. It is the word of God. And that word of God has to be taken seriously to be implemented into our lives every single day. And the only way to actually cultivate those values and implement those values is by watching others who are greater than us, who have done it themselves. The Gedolim and the great rabbis of our generation who we could see who've actually implement those, implemented those in successful ways. Um, I don't think I mentioned this from the beginning, but I got this drasha completely from Rabbi Leibowitz. Um, none of that was my own at all. Um, have a great Shabbos.